All right, welcome to Pass the Mic, Friday, June 23rd, 2023, episode 75. Mike Piahoti here on Zoom across the, across here on River, across uh, West Jefferson, Mr. Mike Gervasi. Body in the city where the heat is on, all night on the beach to the break of dawn. You know that one. I, that's Mr. Will Smith. There's a reason I did that one, which we'll get to in a moment. Oh, okay. So I, I that one, I didn't even need a hint, um, uh, but that's pretty, that's basic 90s stuff. That's so. hip, hip hop. As hip hop, yes. And, and again, I'm actually anti Will Smith, as we've made known yes. uh, in previous episodes. Um, uh, we're again, late minute here. This is actually Friday. We're recording Friday. I'm, I'm almost tempted to do like a live YouTube one day and just like do it live. Uh, oh, if we keep doing yeah, this. Yeah. Um, uh, feedback or put back uh, we got ripped on a little bit with the, both of us sort of being anti-lake swimming I mean some of these uh, elitist outdoors people uh, yeah man Ketsakura that guy wow <laughs> said what we were a coward you know. what a dork <laughs> <laughs> and even when we give, we give him a baseball shout out finally and then he gets on our case about right, uh, right. lake swimming um, I, I, I took some heat for ice cube uh, I got I got a text from uh, the Pates right away about how an embarrassment that was, and totally an embarrassment. But I own it. It is what it is. Yeah, I um, Deontay sent me a list of his top five comedians. Uh, I know what, what oh yeah, that's right. Comedians. Um, you know, he didn't even have Eddie Murphy on there, which I was surprised. Richard Pryor, George Carlin, a couple other guys. He had Bill Burr, and Louis C.K. as his number five guy. But I guess I gave three of the five. But uh, it's you know that one. Um, you didn't really go into any detail. What are, what are your thoughts on comedians? Even even the, even the famous. I, I sort of I sort of did hint to it that it, there are other things that I would I, I don't ever you see did. myself paying to go see one. I just entertainment's so expensive. Okay, going to you know I'm not and again I like to go out and do stuff, but to me there are other things I'd rather do instead of going to see a comedian. I made I don't like going to the movies comedians i would rather go to a live sporting event i'd rather go like i said recently i went to a concert i'd rather go to concert those rank above comedians to me i just sitting and laughing at jokes for a night or two is not entertaining to me I, okay you, you did go in a little bit you, you talked about yeah it. i mean i mean I, I just think there's enough humor in my daily life like i spent yesterday and god rest my soul laughing at all the videos and memes about the submarine i i i, I have no i'll admit it uh I, I, you, I'll, you go there. That's... I'll say an I'll say an extra hail mary or whatever it is. I'm thankful that it sounds like it was quick. I guess that's the only thing to sort right. of give me some cover. But I, 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 do I have a little remorse? Yes, I do. Obviously, I don't want anyone to lose their lives. But also sometimes, you know, there, a long time ago, we were. Um, <laughs> it's far different than dying in a catastrophic sub accident. But years ago, my dad we had boxing gloves in my house, and. <laughs> We had a pair of boxing gloves and we were boxing in my driveway. Well, then one of my friend's younger brother says, hey, I want to try it with all of us that were older. And we're like, listen, you probably shouldn't do that. You're, you know, a couple years younger than us. You're four or five years younger than us. And he did. And one of my friends that was my age boxed this kid, knocked, like, blasted in the face. And so he's like crying. And my dad comes out and he's crying. And I'm sure he's like waiting for my dad to like yell at people. And my dad just said, you knew what you were getting into when you put oh, those boxing man. gloves on. And I, and that, that line travels with me for what happened with the submarine. You knew what you were getting into when you got into this thing. And I guess that's sort of how I deal with it. So, yes. So but, let me, uh, to draw a couple of analogies, I, where I agree with you is, like I told my daughter this, 
when people, those folks that sort of poke animals, you know, or, you know, I'm not in yellow in Yellowstone that go up to like the bison and whatnot. Right. Crocodiles, so forth and so on. You know, when they turn back on you, that's kind of like, yeah, you know what you're getting. Yeah. You know what you're getting into. So in that regard, I'll I'll agree with you. It was really interesting though. Cliff Menser offered a really interesting take because I sent him a couple of videos yesterday, some of the videos you and I looked at. And on one hand, uh, I would agree with you. You know, they, they made a decision that you and I couldn't make. They actually, uh, I don't think the people that w- I think, and you can correct me if I'm wrong because you seem to follow us more than I did. Um, they went on the cheap in certain instances, right? And I mean, it seems like when you're going to do something this this dangerous, you probably don't want to cut corners. Um, and, and so, you know, people that we probably can't relate to doing something we would never be able to afford to do nor would I want to do it anyway um and and so in that regard I can I can understand your point of view on the flip side the other video was totally unrelated just the humanity overall of treating people with kindness and I'm not I'm not I'm not ripping on you on this one this is more just a statement like um maybe this is another example when we mock the dead I mean they're those individuals do have families that are now grieving. Yes. Yes. But I, I mean, I'm not going to lie about myself either and say that, Oh, I've been disgusted and haven't watched any of these. I mean, I'm, it is what it is. You know what I mean? I'm, uh, sure. if, if we lose listeners, I apologize. I'll, you know. Oh, one other quick thing uh, from a past the mic. Um, the video you sent me yesterday, you sent me a video about people backing in. This was, uh, I think yours was a TikTok or was it a Facebook live? Yeah, it was like one of those reels. Yeah, like a TikTok okay. post. Uh, there's an Instagram, same one. I got the same text message last night from my friend Travis, who agrees with us. And then this one is still going. This is a debate. And then Deontay and Antoine jumped up. No, I back in. My wife backs in. And, and so that one is still raging. Um I, I noticed it the other day when I went to Kroger, how many were backed in? Like, like now I couldn't tell if they were, you never know. They could be yes, a pull through. I have no problem with the pull through. I have no right. problem with the pull through. The pull through is fine. Uh, all right. Do you have, oh, one other thing, back to the sub. Yeah. I want to know, they were talking, here's another aspect of it that it's not to, who's paying for all this? The Coast Guard, these yeah. ships. Good That's question. what I want to know. Everyone always, listen, when it's the little guy, that's supposedly milking the tax system. Everyone's disgusted. Sure. And, you know, they, they blast them on various news networks. Okay, that's fine. Who's paying for this? That's what I want to know. I want to know who the Coast Guard, all this stuff, who's paying for it? Excellent question. Five guys that have tons of money that went into this non-approved item. And we're on the street, too, is the Navy knew what happened instantly because we have such great uh, underwater like sonar and technology. Yeah. That's what I'm reading this morning is they knew it had imploded, but because of secrecy and the Navy doesn't want to reveal what we have, which I I, I have no problem paying for that kind of stuff to sure, keep us sure. safe, but they didn't want to like sort of say to the Coast Guard, hey, you know, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's, you know, but that's a whole nother issue. We'll save that for uh, MSNBC and Fox News, unless they want to have us on as uh, guests. I don't, so. I don't see that happening, but okay. okay. Uh, it's your week. It's your week for the mic of the week. What do you got for us? All right. So I previewed what, you know, with this, the song. Um, my mic is the middle name, Philip Michael Thomas. Oh, nice. Nice. And we're going nice. to, and that's an actual real name. Not that, so we're off, off the character from like last week of Michael Scott, but Miami Vice. My wife claims that that was her childhood TV crush. Michael, I, I assume not Michael, but... Uh, 
Don Johnson? Or no, Philip Thomas? Michael Thomas. Okay, all right, all right. See, yeah. I wanted to be Don Johnson with the hair. I never. Could oh, yeah, hair. yeah. I, I, there was an era. Do you remember the did you, one year for Easter? I wore like the white sport <laughs> coat with like a t-shirt under it. Yeah, I, it was the thing to do, I guess. So good, Michael. We'll have to add him up to the wall along with your giant poster. Don't lose that poster. All right, this week's topic. We did this. So I remember when we were talking about shows. We don't do a year in review in January or late December. We don't do because we we do ours on our. Yes. school calendar year and so that's what we did around this time last year we did our summer plans episode and we're also now right in line with it we're going to do our year in review where you sort of we just give our highlights of the 22-23 school year could be personal could be um professional could be extracurricular you had a, much like i've you had the first year with your own daughter in the building first year ever so i'm sure that was a, a unique experience i've gone through it obviously with all four years with chloe now nate's second year so just sort of what what was a what was good about it hopefully good i'm, I'm sticking to all positive this year so what was uh your 22 23 school year like you know it was it was a challenge um in, in a lot of ways and you know, I, I just kind of reflecting. I actually this morning when we went on, went through some of my stuff from the year and um, some of my folders and stuff like that. I was like, God, man, that was wow, that was rough. Oh man, that was rough. Um, and actually, when it comes to our our overrated underrated segment today, it's part of. I'm going to actually bring the classroom in as well. Um, but there was one moment that sticks out. I'm not, I'm just going to leave this moment. I'm not going to give you any others. This is going to be it. Okay, one one and done. One and done. Uh, and I mentioned it before when my daughter won. The uh, was it? Oh, yeah, it was the dance, uh, Snowball Princess. Princess, Okay, I wanted to make sure I had the right dance, but yeah, um, you know, inherently there's the difficulty in my my kids always feel like whenever something good happens, both of them, you know, they will hear from other kids, Oh, your dad, your dad, your dad. Oh, yeah, 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 I'm sure you've experienced this. And I, I, yes, there were there were literally daddy's boy chants at the fall homecoming assembly, yes. yes. Uh, yeah that's not nice uh with Nate it kind of makes me laugh just because Nate. but yes it's it's so not nice and you know I I will explain to them till I'm blue in the face they're not going to believe it I can give them examples um but the moment it happened and she has not you know we haven't talked about it too much since but the moment it happened was was truly remarkable I thought you know the people that were involved you and a few others did a wonderful job of not saying anything to me, which again, that's what you're supposed to do. But it was such a neat moment. Um, her reaction was, was just priceless. I wish I could just, you know, one of those moments you could just bottle and, and hold on to yep. this feeling. You know, it, it's so much more than anything else you could experience. It's like, you know, and I'm, I'm sure you've had this before. You could have your own successes in life, whatever, whatever it is. When your kids have a success, it, it's 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 astronomically better. Right. Yep, so exactly. That, that's my moment. And I, I, I will never forget it. So that's my, moment. yeah, that's a great, great, great suggestion. And you're absolutely right. There's I'll, I'll take all the hard days though, for being the having, we're very blessed that we have the ability to spend a, um, a majority of our work year. I mean, our, there'll be chunks of our years for you. Uh, for me, it was like four with Chloe and four with Nate and they overlapped a little bit, but we get to go to work every day with our kids. Like yeah. I'm down now to, I'm down to my last two years of it. Two and these years. were definitely, these were definitely going to be the best um, five years of my career that they were able to come. And I was part of their day. I get, to, I get, to, literally, I get to coach my son uh, in a sport, which is, a, a, I mean, we're just, it's like an added bonus that we actually get. I think it's great. So let me, uh, that was a great son, let me, let me tell you a quick story about him from yesterday. Okay. Uh, you know, 
just to give the listener a little context, your son and I really banter back and forth. And yes, multiple um, topics. Yes. Uh, so yesterday in youth camp, um, my team won, and uh, an, ups- an upset win according to my ups- son. Upset win, and I messed up late in the game. And, and anybody that's had me as a coach will tell you. In fact, uh, another young man, I don't know if he listens or not, Jacob Latsy came came up and talked about me in late game situations. And I, I will tell you, I, I cannot gather a thought. I got a thousand yeah. things going once. Um, I messed up late in that game, and it wasn't a blunder. That it, it was it was a mistake. It was a huge mistake. Fortunately, it wasn't one that cost us, but it could have. And uh, Nate, without knowing it, came up and said, and I'm like, even the kids on the team were like, what were you doing, coach? I, said, I don't know, man. It was one of those things where I was already committed to doing something. What it was, I called a timeout with 1.1 second left. Us up to, with the ball on our own end, with the possession, that we could have just ran out the clock. The, revol- the clock could have ran out. Yeah. Yes, and, and I called the timeout. No, 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 and it was too late. Josh, a former guest, Josh Anderson, had actually – he was already committed to calling it because I was. And so Nate came up and he said, you know, it's amazing your team won in spite of you. <laughs> Without even knowing that I had made that mistake and a couple kids said, yeah, Nate, you should have seen it. So yeah, it was a pretty funny moment. So <laughs> he's he's destined for a job on like uh on ESPN on one of those morning shows, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Or comedian. Um, yeah, there you go. Stand up comedian. Uh, maybe I'll go to a show finally. All right. So for me, I um I had um three things sort of went in order of, uh, I guess, I don't know. There's really no order. So first is, and it sort of goes in the line of, this was really the first full year, I think, 22, 23. Some people will say maybe last year was, but I think this is the first full year where sort of COVID was totally in the rearview mirror. There was no, right. nobody had to be out for so many days. It was sort of the right. honor method. If you're sick, right. don't come to school. Right. Um, so like the, the year my daughter was a senior, I, I the picnic with the principal, I was limited to just five kids because we wanted to keep, people limit so this year was back to wide open and so with that our alumni picnic with the principal was again a wide open invite I think we ended up with like close to you know 25 uh people that came in and it's like my favorite event of the year um and you know we have people ranging of all grades um you know uh, you know Miss Shanks who teaches down at Shoemate uh you know who is a student council exec board member uh, I think came up and for a little bit it's just great that um, all of our uh, council kids have a chance to ask questions and interact. And it was just great to see a big group back. Um, uh, I know this is going to shock you. It's, I know this shocks you because I've already told the story. I really enjoyed my ninth grade advisory group. I really had a um, uh, a good group of kids. Was every kid at 212 every day? No, but for the most part, um, you know, when I told Nate this story, he's like, well, you got the best room in the school it's just a better vibe in there. There's more room. It is. It is. And and I and I'm not ignorant. I I think that is true. You know, there are days like where I said to the kids, okay, okay, you don't have to sit in these seats. You can go spread out, and it's just nice. But 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 it also, is. on days when things went bad, that weren't, weren't even with my group. Whenever I, whatever I asked of them, they did, and they were polite, and I never had an issue. And that's from four O students. I'm not going to name any names because I don't want to violate for it. Because you know how the advisories are. They're just a random mix it's just, of right. students of all levels and behavior. There's no, it, and so from my four O students down to my students that struggled and didn't pass every class, they were always respectful. All, you know, the time, anytime I asked for anything, they did it. And I, you know, that last day that we were together, I brought them in tasty boy donuts and that surprised some other ninth grade advisory teachers that I, that were, so I, I you know, I just want to give them a shout out. I, I think they did a, they were a great group. Um, like you, I want to tie my uh, um, last one in. My fourth one, I have a fourth one that's going to be my hot mic. So uh, my third one, my last one for this segment 
Um, my son's uh, this his academic year. Um, he put he made an effort to. Um, he wasn't happy with his ninth grade academic year and really almost the first half of 10th grade. And he, he got his report card in the mail yesterday. He was so excited uh, with his grade point and how he did and how his work and his athletic year. Um, he, I, I, like I said, I get to coach him in cross country. Um, I get to watch. I announce basketball. He worked so hard in basketball. He obviously got hurt. Um, he's still, he, you know, and, he, and he's going to have to have surgery and he's going to have to miss this season. Um, and it's going to be a bummer for him and me too. I was, you know, I, and I'm not going to lie. You know, you say we get like joy out of this stuff. I was, I'm lucky I announced some JV games last year because I'm like sit, sitting there. I'm like, I'm going to finally get to announce my kid in a sport that has an announcer. And then, you know, if he never plays another basketball game, that's fine. Like if there's worse things that can happen to people, I'm not going to sit here. And, uh, but, um, but I just want to commend him on a great year. Um, and again, I'm going to save my fourth one, for, but I, for my hot mic, but 22, 23 for me as a professional year for the most part was an excellent year. I, I, mm, uh, it, it went, it, it went fast, man. It, it went faster than any year I ever had. Like uh, once, once we got to Thanksgiving, it was like a sprint. Like I, 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 it just nuts. So, all right. Time for overrated, underrated. We did TV movie moms back at mother's day. It was just father's day um, this last weekend. So happy father's day to all the dads out there again, belated. So we figured we do overrated, underrated, TV dads. Um, I think I said last, I think we said last time the overrated mom was hard because most of the time moms are in a positive light, right? Yeah. And it was hard to come up with them. I had no problem getting my overrated dad. It, it came to me as the minute I was writing in my notebook yesterday, who is your overrated dad? Wow. Uh, it's interesting. Okay. So great topic. This one was okay. So I, my class this year was history on film and we did the 80s sitcom. Uh, oh, okay. I, I really wonder what yours is going to be. I, I almost wish we would have talked about this before. because I, nope, I, no, I have no clue what you're saying. Okay. I, I was having a hard time with underrated of limiting my list. Overrated, I had one, and it's good, and it's set. The but overrated was easy for me. It, it's Bill Cosby from The Cosby Show. Okay. Yeah, um, time, yes. My, so when I showed this, the, you know, the sitcom to the kids... Uh, one of the students brought it up and it was just like, he, he's like, it's, you know, he was known as America's dad and he's like, I feel dirty watching it. And the other kids yeah. kind of jumped in and felt the same way, you know, now, obviously we have the power of hindsight and, and knowing what he became and what, you know, the horrible things that he did. Um, but yeah, from America's dad, that, that fall off, um, and there were people saying it, you know, and I, I there was a segment of our population that really liked him, um, for reasons that I'm not going to get into right now, but um, yeah, it's uh, to me that this one was pretty easy. There were a few others that I thought of that might fit, but he's he's the one. So I'm saying Bill Cosby from the Cosby Show. Yeah, I think that's a good choice. And I go, it almost goes back to our Roseanne. Like I didn't like her TV yes. character either. His TV character was probably what most people would want as a dad, you know. Um, but then his personal fall off is makes him an easy choice for that. Uh, I don't have him as mine. I'm gonna I'm probably gonna anger some people because this person I tend to think a lot of people liked um and again we're speaking ill of the dead uh, the sub victims and now this person uh but again overrated doesn't mean a bad person necessarily but I never cared for him as a dad on the tv show um thought he was overrated a stand-up comedian as well Danny Tanner uh from Full House uh I, and I'm going basically on tv character his personal life uh, you know sure. neither here nor there his death is just very odd uh, right. still still very odd to this day they said it's like fell into his head and then 
slept it off. But man, if you hit your head like that, it's just a weird story in yeah. general. And it's very private, but I, I'm going totally on character. Didn't like his character on the show. I wasn't like a religious watcher anyway, um, but I actually like the other two guys better. Like, I like, you know, I just, I just didn't like his character at all. He annoyed me. And he is definitely my overrated dad uh, from Full House. He was definitely one of the other ones I thought of. So I okay, all right, he was in there. Yeah, yeah. You're right. The uncles were so the, the, their contrasting personalities were perfect. You know, and, and yeah. I, Danny Tanner was almost irritating. Yeah, d definitely, just annoying. So, who is your underrated? I got so, two, and then a third one. I'm going to try to sneak in that I thought of last minute that I think deserves a additional props. So, who's your underrated? I, this one, this one was really easy. I there to me, there's not even a close second, and. It's Jack Arnold from the Wonder Years. He his character, the the strength, the wisdom, you know, um, from a different era. There was clashes. I show a scene from, um, you know, their dinner table at one of the first episodes every year um, to to give the students a glimpse of into the just the totally total polarization that exists in our society over the Vietnam War. And, but his, it, he was brilliant. He was in so many things. He, and, you know, he had, had to change with the times and adapt as his wife, um, you know, adapted with the times as well and was able to get a job and stuff like that. And you could see those struggles, but ultimately him sort of, quote unquote, seeing the light, uh, but still maintaining the persona of this, this strong, such a wise dad. Um, there was one particular episode, uh, which actually had an actor I cannot think of. He, he's, he's, Jim Caviezel. Um, Jim Caviezel was a star basketball player. And Kevin Arnold, the main character of the show, just loved him and went to all these games. And uh, he was like a hero. And, you know, at the end of the and, you know, Jack is kind of letting his son sort of figure it out at the same time, telling him, you know, this, he might not be the person you think and, but sort of letting his son figure it out. And at the end, he finds out this, this character, Caviezel's character is just, he's a fraud. He's, he's not a very nice person. And the dad, Jack, is just there not to say I told you so to offer the, you know, the dad strength and wisdom and, and love and support. And to me, it's just such a great character. Uh, when when I talk about that show with people who are our age, because it was a very popular show, you know, Cliff Menser, Joe Harris and I, we always talk about it. That character is so awesome and so underrated. So I'm going Jack Arnold from The Wonder Years. Dan Laurie, I believe, is the actor's name. Yes. And then, of course, my actor was Bob Saget, of course, who passed away. So if we're, if we're going because Bill Cosby, Bob Saget, Dan Loria. Uh, I, so my number one, also 80s sitcom. And in a unique dad situation, I'm going with Tony Maselli, Tony oh. Danza from Who's the Boss. Oh, I, I love it. I, I think he was a great, on that show, just a great dad, a great dad to even like the boy that wasn't his until what the very end or whatever like when you know you, they get to the show but but to his daughter uh, Alyssa Milano who yes, was my what would oh. come full circle my childhood Samantha. crush Samantha, uh, yeah. Samantha Maselli uh he was you know just he wasn't supposed to be the smartest guy in the world and supposedly like rumor is he wasn't he isn't the smartest guy in the world that's why all of his characters were named Tony uh so you would know to react to lines you know i just uh you know down to earth guy that would do anything for his kids obviously like mm -hmm. that's what the whole show was about so i think he was great i'm gonna go frank costanza george's dad from seinfeld just again just a 
Kind of obviously, obviously a very comedic, uh, you know, Jerry Stiller, rest in peace, uh, yeah. a great, a great actor and his role, his role, those, that series as it got later and his character was introduced, he stole a lot of those episodes. He did, like, absolutely. From, from, the, yes. from the, from the main four, if there's anybody that you would say, who's the most important character outside of the four, I would have to say it's Jerry uh, Stiller, you know, um, Mr. Costanza. And then I, 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 out there, like I'll honorable mention, uh, Chevy Chase's Clark Griswold in all the um, vacation <laughs> movies. We said, you know, Christmas Vacation was my overrated. But yeah, again, the same thing, a dad that just, he wants the best for his kids and his family. <laughs> a guy that gets so much uh, crap. I, I think back to the original movie when he's picking up the car. <laughs> And it's this awful monstrosity that he doesn't want. So he wants the old car brought out. <laughs> and he walks up to it as if he's going to like actually get into it and it's crushed to a, I just think of, you know, uh, and him playing the video game to demonstrate the trip and they're chasing him. Just a, it's a, I'm not a bit huge Chevy Chase guy, but his role in those movies, a great dad. It's a great I dad role in the history of film. So I'm not a big fan of his humor, but I agree. I, he was very good. Now, let me come back to Tony for a second. A O O Y O A. That was his family. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you ever, do you ever, do you remember the episode with Ray Charles? No, that I don't. I, I would. I'm recommending this to the viewer, and you can actually get on YouTube. I don't know if you can get the whole episode, but there's a scene at the end. It is first off, Ray Charles does an amazing song in the show. Great musician. Uh, yes, and too bad he's not a mic. We'd have him on the wall for sure. Yeah. But yes. Um, if I would, that episode is one of the best episodes of, of comedy, you know, any of those shows. And it it was, Samantha was able to learn a lesson. I'm not going to give away too much because like I said, I think you can get it on YouTube, but it is an yeah. amazing episode with an amazing song. In it, so. Well, I don't think we need to worry about spoiler or alerts for late eighties TV true. series. So, but all right, time for hot mic. Who is your, what is your hot mic take of the week? I should say. Yeah. So, uh, you know, there's a recency bias to this one uh and, and it's i'm going to reiterate something i've said before um i was able to uh, uh well uh, the last two weeks we've worked at youth camp and then we've had summer league after with the jv summer league um i reffed with the varsity i have been in the stands to work the clock and i get to listen to people um when i officiated the games the jv games compact told me this um and Tom is the most laid back. Tom was a guest on the show not that long ago. One of the most laid back people you ever meet. And he told me, he said, Mike, I, I could not listen to the people. I, I wanted to tell them, be quiet. For summer league basketball. Summer league basketball. And, you know, I... Which, 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 which wait, let's just, I don't yeah. mean to interrupt, but for our sure. listeners, um, basically, I'll just explain it as a parent that went through it. Nate's not playing this summer. Whatever kids were on the program last year or want to be on the program sometimes they come and for the most part the coaches are just shifting in five players and out five players just to get playing time and see what they have and then at certain points in certain games they may like lock into a little bit of a lineup no records no stats no like if a foul is called there's no scorebook it's right. just sort of it's really for the coaches to see okay who do i have going into the next school year and who could be where it's it's pickup basketball with officials to sign up, kind of keep order and there's free throw shooting, but even the free throw, I don't want to get into all the rules, but if you call a foul, um, there's really, if you call, if I call a hand check foul at the half court, there's really no benefit to the offensive team in calling that foul. If it's going to be a turnover, you call it every time because of that reason, yes. 
but you're just stopping the play to restart. No, you're not get, you're not getting to the bonus or anything. You're not like getting that. the bonus. You're not penalizing the, the player. It's just to stop the game. And so you have to kind of make a judgment as an official. And Tom told me this. Now that I'm on this end of it, where I'm sitting with some of the fans, Mike, it is. The I am telling you, with all due respect, if you're one of these people at these games yelling at officials, um, number one, most of, if not all the time, you're wrong. And number two, what, how did we get to this point? I'm going to give uh, Max Bailey a shout out here. He did this with, um, he did this at camp yesterday. He talked about how, amongst other things, you know, the value of learning to lose and stuff like that, that's so important. But he mentioned like, how did we get to this point where it's all levels, NBA, NCAA on down, where every single call is complained about. It, it, and it's 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 terrible. And I now, yeah. now that I hear it, Rob Raymond, to his credit, politely, and I'm saying that seriously, politely did talk to a parent who was completely wrong about something and explained it. And, you know, former uh, Carlson teacher, Jeff Simons, oh, you see how nice he is explaining that. And I think Jeff was trying to diffuse a tense situation. But Mike, this parent was wrong. And yeah. it happens so often. And so I, I'm I'm kind of just saying to everybody, please, please stop. We, we this has to, and I, to me, it's all sports. You know, we sit in the booth for the football games. We get to hear quite a bit of stuff, especially early in the season before we close the windows when it gets cold. Yes, yes, the best time of year. It, it's it's awful, and this is summer league, man. So, I, yeah, and I'm like, I'm right with you. And I've I, I've now watched Nate, what now? So two years of middle school, two years of high school. I have not complained about one call, yeah, over over four years because first of all it was all sub varsity even if it was varsity in the grand scheme of things they never won a game nor lost a game because of a call in those four years like yeah. like so what so what's the point have people made mistakes yes but these kids have made mistakes coaches make mistakes that's just human nature and i i, I it baffles it baffles my mind with summer league basketball it's just absolutely and crazy. I, you know I, i'm not even i'm not even talking to the person that's in their living room um and maybe not maybe I am that person sometimes when it comes to especially the lions, as you know, Yeah. Um, but man, these are human beings. And, you know, we have a, a referee right now, Nate Pace, just first time doing it. And like, he was taking so much yesterday oh, from a, a, a myriad of sources. And I said to him as loud as I could, Hey, Nate, you're doing a great job. And I, I, I and I said, I'm dead serious. And my daughter was doing the clock at that point said, dad, make sure you tell him again. Cause she saw it. And yeah, so you don't. So you don't. So you don't want to do middle school games with me this winter. I was thinking about maybe just doing something a little extra. <laughs> I, I I did that last year, and I, I it's just it's hard. I have rabbit ears too. Yeah. I'm not, yeah, not I, I I couldn't. I mean, I don't think I could. I mean, it's it's again to all you officials everywhere. Thank you for what you do. It's yeah. it's totally thankless at that level. When you talk about the lions and the pros, I mean, obviously it's even harder for those guys because there's cameras everywhere. We think back to the Jim Choice game and then him in tears i mean the next I, I, you know and that just shows you the human side of it you know like obviously he you know but again we're human beings like you know you, you you know you make mistakes so my hot mic take as i said it's going to tie into my highlights of the school year i want to today on this episode um, for whoever's listening because there's lots of people that listen i want to give a huge shout out to our gea members that negotiated 
um, the negotiating team, Rocky Georgie, all jokes aside about Rocky, he did a, he's an amazing, he's the chief negotiator and he's great at his job. And I hope he does, I hope he comes back in two years when this has to be done again. I hope all of these people come back, but Rocky Georgie, Kelly Warren, Christine Cruz, Audrey Zavalny, Rochelle Patron, and then Bill Triolet from the MEA, our guy, they worked tirelessly starting last November, October and brought back, and I'm not here to, you know, it's past. It's passed, it's passed, um, and brought back probably the best deal in the history of the Gibraltar School District. But those people work their tails off, and I want to commend them. And that's one of my highlights of the school year is spending time with those people over the last, uh, whatever, however many months it is, six, seven, eight months. Um, I could not have asked for better people to be surrounded by that cared about more than just themselves. And that's what that job's important about, cared for the group and the whole. And that's what a negotiation is and what a union is. I, you know, they, I, and I don't want to get into too many details, um, but basically the area I am on the pay scale got more of the lower amount of the raise, which I'm told they looked at me and they said, are you okay with that? And I said, I'm okay with it because it's better for the whole. And that's what being a union is about. And those people um, went through a lot. And I just, that's my hot mic. I want to thank all of them. I Again, any minute I spent working with them was not a minute wasted in my book. And uh, I think all of our members should be appreciative of those people. They're, they're, they they work their tail off and they can rest easy now this summer. because And they're not even resting easy. Uh, Audrey and Rochelle just had a meeting a couple of days ago. I don't know if you saw the email that Audrey sent out. They're working on elementary prep time, trying to make that better. So here they are two days into their vacation and they're still working hard. So that's my hot mic. Thank you. Uh, my dad just sent me a text as I was sitting here. He was a little behind the times congratulating me on the passing of the deal. We commiserated at the bar last week before the vote. And um, so thank you to those people. I can't thank them enough. So well, that's so. my hot mic take. Well, uh, what do you got first? I'm sure you're going to talk Pistons Dread. We're, we're both. Uh, so what do you, what's your feelings after yesterday? Uh, you know what? Just like the Lions. Well, give it a letter grade. Let's do the the dreaded letter grade. <laughs> Just like the Lions, I my initial reaction is is anger. Um, the Lions now time has sort of. At this point, I'm I'm I, I'm trusting what the Lions are doing with the Pistons. They haven't given me anything to trust. They took a kid at five who's um, he doesn't know how to play yet. Uh, he's not a finished product, but he's a super athlete. I hope five years from now we're talking about this guy as being an elite defender and good, awesome addition. Uh, I'll wait and see. So I guess right now I'm going to give it an incomplete. If you're okay with that, I'm going to. Okay, copy. that's fine with that's fine with me. Are you uh, this number one pick? Are you think this is a sure thing? Like this is, do you uh, think this guy? Yeah. Yeah, I do. I do. I think I, I wish we would have gotten another one pick. I yeah. Okay, so you you. you um, I don't, I'm not going to speak specifically on the draft because I don't know enough. Nate was watching with me and he was telling me, he hope it, he hope he told, I think he told you that he hoped it wasn't one of these twins, but I'm just going to speak as a dad watching this. What an amazing thing for a set of parents. I mean, it's a freak thing in nature to have one of your kids become a pro athlete in anything. Yeah. And you're sitting at the NBA draft and your two kids go four or five. I mean, like just watching it was amazing to me. Uh, to see it happen, play out. Like what, I mean, you talk about the odds, you know, they do those charts of this percent of people play high school football, this percent plays college. This per uh, I mean, the odds of having your two twin boys go pro within the same next two picks, just amazing to me. It's so let me just address something on there. I wonder what's going to happen now. You know, I, I, a lot of people complain about the college transfer portal and the NIL. Oh yeah, the whole, their whole method of, 
not even going to college. Right. Four of the first five picks were not college players. And that's, as a basketball person, I don't think I like that at all. Um, you know, I, I would prefer, you know, I'd prefer to, if I had a son that was on that level, I'd prefer to send him to, you know, Tom Izzo or I, I can. Yeah, name I know. I, um, but what's it going to be like in 10 years? Right. College and basketball is already slipping. They are their college has to, they're going to have to address this and figure, and they are, I mean, like I said, the, the NIL money is there now. Uh, maybe the transfer portal was a way of, of, of making college a little bit more attractive. Um, so they're going to, but man, I, I just, you know, these, the Thompson twins and, and no, I, I don't blame them. You know, they, not, not the 80, not the eighties musical band. Right. <laughs> Something all the time. Yeah. Um, but you but can't hold, hold, hold me now. Yes. Is that the song? Um, hold me now. No. Just to get Max mad with some singing. But but I want the game of bat. These coaches are, they do amazing things and they really have to do stuff they've never been comfortable doing. And I think that's one of the big reasons why John Beeline got out of coaching, one of the best college basketball coaches. So they're really going to have to figure out how to continue to make the college basketball game attractive to younger people. Um, again, I don't blame the Thompson twins nor anybody else for the decisions they made, the direction they went, but I, the NBA more and more is getting guys that, and I've been saying this for years, but now it's like, really, they're getting guys that are just not skilled and not ready to play. The Pistons have one of them right now. You know, again, he could pan out. We got a great coach, you know, in place and I'm, I'm hoping for good things. So we'll take the wait and see. And their, their second pick in the first round, they actually traded back in the first round, was a four-year player. Yeah. Houston, a tough, tenacious kid. Um, a four-year player. I actually sent the text to Max Bailey this morning. I, I'm more excited about him at this point right now than I am the number five pick, but we'll see. I really fear, and again, we, we sort of sometimes laugh. Once again, the NFL, their gold mine, and they have their own free minor league system that nothing is ever going to compete with. Right. Like they have that. It's just amazing to me, like how lucky the NFL is compared to these other big sports. For sure. You know, like it's just it's just crazy to me. So, um, again, I like I said, I gave my input there. Uh, Pirates in the middle of a 10 game losing streak. But a big shout out to Mr. Rice's Reds, Dr. Re Dr. Rice's Reds. Ooh. I believe they're in first place. I believe they're on a, like a 10 game winning streak. Yo, so Florida Marlins. Too, anyone but the right? yeah, yeah anyone but the Cardinals is my philosophy in the NL Central. So as long as the Cardinals are not winning the division, I'm totally fine with. You so. know, and I'm not putting you on a spot. I'm not trying to gotcha you. How, how many games out are the Pirates right now? I think that so they're on a ten game losing streak. They were in first before this all started. I right. think they're only though three and a half, four and a half. Out. That's how bad the, I mean, uh, the the Tigers went on a nine game losing streak not that long ago, and they're four games out right now. And yeah, then it's, just took two or three from Boston. So it's like, who knows? The, cent, the central is so bad. But again, there's our little baseball talk for uh, Coach Sakura. So uh, he can be happy with this week's episode. Um, we'll be back next week. I have nothing holding up recording next week, right? So we'll be good to be back next week. Um, hope everyone's enjoying their summer and we will see you soon.